0: Coming at you from Scratch Wolf Studio, it's that time again to Rage Across the Internet, your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast, and we're coming at you with a very special episode today. Now, as usual, I'm Porter, my co-host Danny Tyson to my left. Hey, everybody. And remote again, we have once again our buddy C. Grant Rose. Hey. hey. And our dear friend Melissa. Hello, hello. Welcome back, both of you. Yeah, great to have you here. Thank you.
1: Happy to be back.
0: Uh, we are at thro- six now. Oh,
1: hmm.
0: you hear that oh them's
1: fighting words now
0: uh man's in the lead he can <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> gotta yep. catch him to fight him <laughs> just saying <laughs> but, but uh, we we are uh virtually packed in here <laughs> for a very special episode uh we talked about it last week very briefly very very briefly right but um you know a couple weeks ago by the time this airs Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There was the announcement uh, from Justin Killy regarding Werewolf 5, and uh, we felt that it would be a good idea to get a roundtable together and have a bit of a discussion. Yeah,
2: yes, we've mentioned it already several times that we have a schedule, we know we need to keep to that schedule, but we also kind of planned on this, and if it were to happen, we knew we had to squeeze it in there somehow.
0: Right, so we called an audible and here we are. Real quick before we get started, you know we want to thank you all for listening, and of course if you uh, feel the need, if you, the kindness in your heart to support us, you can at our Patreon. There's some great rewards there. We talk about them almost every week. We won't today. I think it's enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Obviously we got our website and the store there for some cool shit. If you can't support that way, spread the word, spread the love, and thank you for your continued support. We can't do it without you.
2: Shares, the likes,
0: everything the helps. yeah Yep. All right, so without further ado, though... <laughs> we'll make that real quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll make that quick today. Uh, we're going to hand this off to uh, Mr. Tyson. Oh. Danny's going to MC this bad boy. I'll MC this a little bit. Right. Uh, before, we, before we do start, though, actually, I should say, we, we have a little structure today to make sure everyone's on the same page.
2: What? We don't fucking structure shit here. Yeah, with
0: all these voices, we want to make sure. <laughs> is Danny is going to ask a question, present it to us, and we're going to answer in alphabetical order, so it's going to be Grant, Melissa, and then myself. And uh, and then we'll give ample time after
2: each answer for counterpoints. Or, no, I take it back. Ample time after all three answers for any counterpoints. Sound good, everybody?
1: Works for me. That sounds polite. Are you sure you're not Canadian?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, What? Here we go. Well done. So now, without further ado, Mr. Daniel Tyson. (laughs) Okay. Well, obviously,
2: lots of things were said in this interview. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try and keep with what he said as close as possible. So we actually have direct quotes from Justin Achille himself. So as far as questions go, let's start off with what we do know. Eleven playable tribes, which just tells us... There are still 13 tribes in the nation. But, now again, he did say two others still exist. And again, I'll use his words. All 13 tribes do exist in the world. One of the tribes probably doesn't have the, that positive an outlook that they don't necessarily have their bright a future. And unfortunately, that is direct quote. He might have been a little scrambled there for an answer, but again direct quote there is another tribe which is arguably perhaps fallen to the worm moreover i think they express a new concept we are bringing in which is called the hoglask which is kind of the counterpoint to hurano this one tribe that has fallen to that is a primary example of the hoglask so again direct quotes now again in alphabetical order grant
3: what does that mean to you? So that, that's it's complicated. So if you're going to look at it from how werewolf has been for the past twenty years, thirty years, you know, uh, adding an, an additional emotional state that causes some type of second and third order impacts in the Thera is not new. You know, you had the ratkin, and then you had like what they call the apu ray, which was where they were so um, enamored with the wild, they kind of went into like this wild rage. And so I think that's a natural progression of that. You know, it's, it's, it's a state of being for Guru that have lost the sensibilities to be able to really see the forest for the trees. They're just blind rage at this point, like Berserker rage. That's pretty much what it is, is Berserker rage versus Hirano, which is, you know, just extreme paralyzing depression. So I think it could be good to add that into the game, especially for uh, innovative storytellers to really start to incorporate those types of concepts. At the same time I think that it would be a little easy for them to use this concept to sort of write out one of the tribes of playability which I think is really what they're going with in my uh, you know humble prediction.
2: Alright, Melissa, same question.
1: Okay, for me it seems like it's a common, it's a like a, a sort of like a bloodlust as Grant sort of pointed out. There is mechanics within the system for when you hit that pressure point where your rage just completely takes over in terms of a frenzy and you can fall to the worm that way. So I think that this is a, a concept that's not really new, but it's certainly um, something that is going to become more Prevalent in this new system, and and I'm not surprised to see it.
0: All right, fair point, Porter. Well, I think the first thing there is that you got to remember is that the Hirano w- was a deep depression. You know, I mean, it was something that the people fall to to Hirano, and certainly, uh, like Melissa points out, there's the thrall of the worm frenzies, and uh, of course, you want to go to the anger to the opposite spectrum of Hirano. But I think this this too will be something more like an affliction, and and I don't. I don't know that I, that I see it being akin to a frenzy or, or a closer to frenzied state on the regular because I feel like that's at that point ultimately untenable. In terms of you look at the nation as a whole to have a tribe just on the bleeding edge of Berserker Fury at all time, that becomes a serious problem in terms of the veil. And I don't see how they don't take care of that. And perhaps that's a the direction they're going with this new game. I think it's going to be more like closer to an illness, that his his that has wrecked this tribe.
2: Okay. Now, bef- before we hit any counterpoints, Grant, you have any speculation on which of those two tribes are no longer playable? I mean, we've got a lot of back and forth about it.
3: You now, you you have the Red Talons, who would be sort of easy to kind of write out in that way. Either you know they they've fallen so much to the wild into the concept of of uh, basically a new Imperium that they kind of go crazy so i think that's you know in the in the front but you also have the get of i think the get would it'd be easy to use that new emotional state to explain why they're no longer in the guru nation as in you know the majority of the tribe especially the elders of the tribe fall to this state and therefore they go kind of crazy and they get pushed out because they can no longer work with them they can use the berserker rage as a precedent from back in the day and how the nordic culture has an impact on the get of and then if you're looking at it from a real life perspective you know the get has proposed a lot of difficulties for white wolf to the non-players that don't really understand the the get and or they're looking at it from like first edition werewolf instead of current 20th edition or or upcoming fifth edition where they've actually Deepened the lore to such an extent that a lot of those stereotypes and tropes from first edition are no longer valid, i.e., the camp in the Geta Fenris tribe book first edition, or the first one's not really this first edition, second edition, regardless, where they were all Nazis and white supremacists. They they backpedaled on that obviously, and they actually wrote them that aspect of the Geta Fenris, into being obliterated, uh, or at least marginalized within the tribe. So while if you're looking at it from, oh, well, all my players that want to play get are this type of stereotype or that type of stereotype, well, that's a problem at your particular table that you need to be able to get a hold of as a storyteller versus problems with the lore. But that's me going off on a tangent. The biggest thing is they're going to be able to use that to either modify or write out some of these problematic tribes that aren't really in line with their view of how the world of darkness is going to be in 5th edition.
2: So, you're saying your two guesses are the, the Red Talons and the Geta Fenders?
3: At, at the forefront, yeah. I mean, okay. I have arguments for others as well, but I think those two are the two that are going to be most inclined to go ahead and make them unplayable.
1: Okay.
2: Melissa, what do you think?
1: I agree with the Red Talons. They seemed like the one tribe that seems really out there in terms of all the other tribes. They're also the hardest to play for any type of player, veteran or new. Because the concept of a wolf is just... You know, it's it's not something we sort of can understand at a player table. I will really be pissed if they choose the get a Fenris. Really. Because I do like the get (laughs) a Fenris. But I think the other option is the Stargazers. They kind of wrote them out as they had left the tribe in some of the revised editions. For Werewolf 20, they kind of put them back... And they're on the cusp of leaving yet again. So I think they could easily take the stargazers out. And then, less likely, but the Children of Gaia. And the reason why I chose the Children of Gaia is because the Children of Gaia, their camp imminent strike has become far more militia and far more violent than it has been in previous editions. And the Children of Gaia might just be so fed up with everybody squabbling and fighting and, you know, whatever, that they'll just say, you know what, screw it. We out. Interesting choice.
2: I didn't see that one coming.
1: Huh. I like it, though. Yeah.
0: What do you got, Porter? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think the Stargazers, being the ones to leave the nation to find, you know, being fed up with the Gaia nation, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that it was done and revised. And that's the thing, is you've got to keep in mind, I know that we've had Werewolf 20, but werewolf 20 uses used the second edition Canon and Correct. werewolf 5 doesn't. And we know that because Vampire 5 doesn't because we have a, we have records of anthelios being mentioned in Vampire 5. Therefore it, it's the revised Canon. So the stargazers, they could easily retcon it so the stargazers didn't leave yet. Uh-huh. but now they did. <laughs> or, or the stargazers could have already left and that makes a math problem at that point. But that opens the door for something like Melissa said, to where perhaps a large chunk of the children of Gaia leave, and what's left call themselves something else, to play with that numbers game and to give players something quote new. I think that's a possibility. I think they're just going to retcon the stargazers, (laughs) but it's a possibility. So you want that to happen, but you think the I don't say want. I don't say want. I think that might. I think it's a possibility. Okay. Uh, What I want is not what we're talking about right now that, okay good point yeah the, the other tribe is it's, I think it's the Geta Fenris. I think enough people who don't understand werewolf and didn't play werewolf misunderstand the Geta Fenris. we see a lot of they're all Nazis out there in social media from people who have never read the tribe book uh-huh. and I, I think werewolf is going to go well or paradox rather they're going to go well it's easier just to get rid of them and make them antagonists than get people to learn better that's unfortunate, but I agree.
2: Because yeah, we don't want to lose. You know, there's there's a large chunk of people It's their favorite tribe. Exactly, it's a great tribe. All right, then Grant. Any counterpoints to anything Porter or Melissa said?
3: I mean, I, I can see all of those things. I don't know if they're going to go off revised edition like Porter was saying. Um, I think that using the fact that they mentioned the the red the red star in v5 it doesn't necessarily mean they went off of revised or off second versus revised because they do mention the red star in uh vampire revised so i think that'd be a little presumptuous of us at the beginning because of how little we actually know to assume that they're going to go off of the second versus revised edition i think they're going to take a blend of what they want uh and then they're just going to go from there
0: i think porter was a. Uh... A little bit of an argument going on here. Uh, no, 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 just a clarification. I'm saying that they are going off of revised because of Enthelios. I'm, I'm saying they're, they're not going off second edition.
3: Oh, okay. Then I misunderstood. Yeah, that's so. that's why I just want to jump in and clarify that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're most likely going off revised. They're yeah, just I, going to ignore 20th edition, go off of revised, and go from there. Absolutely. Because,
0: they, I mean, there's the conflict there. And again, Enthelios mm-hmm. is a construct of third edition, therefore. Okay. All right. Melissa, any
2: counterpoints?
1: See again, it's so hard to tell which if where their point that they're going to take it from. If they're going to take it from revised edition, then the stargazers have already left, and what's the point? But they're saying specifically that there are thirteen tribes, and two of them are leaving. So that would indicate to me that the stargazers are still part of the deal.
2: Yeah, he he did say in his quotes it was all thirteen tribes do exist in the
0: world. So they're just two of them are no longer playable. Right. Which is again why I speculate that the star that they're going to retcon the Stargazers having left earlier. Okay. and make it they've left now. Mm-hmm. Or somehow split a tribe to keep the numbers right. Okay. But you're right, you know, we the Stargazers did leave and revised. That was already a thing. You look at that core book. They're not in there. I mean, you know, their write up isn't in there. They're yeah. mentioned, of course. Then, and the
1: other question that I have is What about the Wendigo? I mean, they are very xenophobic.
0: Yes, I mean it's it's possible they're pulled, but I I, you know I think it's less likely because during um, another point that I know we've got on the docket, Mm -hmm. uh, Achilles did specifically mention being a Wendigo of uh, didn't he say Wendigo of South African? We didn't quote it because it wasn't
2: it wasn't that important at the moment. But
3: on the same time, he also did quote that they they have two. Native American advisors, consultants on board. Yes, indeed. To ensure that there's no uh, social faux pas, they're going to be having by including um, those two tribes.
2: So yeah, and if I hire might, somebody, if
3: they want to just cut it out.
2: Exactly. If, yeah. So we know, or we, we don't know. Yeah, we can speculate we that the Wendigo are probably not going to leave because of that,
0: or but they could be. They, they, they could. You know, I mean, you you still could. I, I don't know what. These, I still liked your idea of
2: of one of them, you know, sacrificing themselves, going the. Uh...
0: Well, yeah, but we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, they... we know now. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a lot less likely now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like, because yeah, dude, Melissa's right. You know the stargazers did leave in revised, and again I I, I don't want to I, I don't know this, but they're not using the werewolf twenty canon. They can't. It conflicts with the third edition and the fifth edition. Is using third editions canon, which makes a whole lot of mess right now. A little bit, but I mean, I think that's more of a consequence of uh, the twenty, a world of twenty, using that. You know, because what are you going to do if it ends with the end of the world? How how do you how do you continue that? It's well, easier. Yeah, how just do to you use, backpedal? Right. It's easier just to go. Hey, well, that's a different. You know, different continuity. We're still using the second edition timeline. It's just current day. I mean,
2: he did also mention it is somewhat post-apocalyptic, and, you know, he, he went out of his way to say, not Mad Max style, but... Right. Um, I guess I'm not Maxed. <laughs> I mean, again, we're in the counterpoints here, so if you guys have anything going against, not going against, but any other counterpoints, please, bring them up.
3: Well, I think they're going to go predominantly with the revised edition. I can agree to that. I think they might cherry-pick certain aspects of the lore and default to second based on just an ease of continuity thing. But they're, they're definitively going to ignore how it was extrapolated into Werewolf 20. They're just going to ignore, act like Werewolf 20 doesn't exist, and then they're just going to go from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Melissa? I really hope they don't mess with my get. <laughs> <laughs> like, really don't mess with my get of because I think they're one of the more interesting tribes, so... Yeah, I'll be really really annoyed.
0: Well, you know, I, I hope the same, but I speculate. I, uh-huh. I think that's the way it's gonna go. Now that's it, but back you know, to the continuity issue, you know, and in the idea that the apocalypse has happened, that becomes a problem for me because we know we have Vampire Five to look at. We know that world is still turning, and it's the same world. So the apocalypse didn't happen. I mean, I know they're saying they did, but that's not what the word apocalypse means. It doesn't mean a fight and everything's fine. (laughs) But the implications we've been given is the apocalypse did happen and we lost. And I mean, that came from, uh, what is the back of the comic book, predominantly. Okay. But there's that implication, you know, with um, the, the insert of the malady, the sickness in Gaia as a result of the battle. So if the apocalypse happened and we lost, the world's fine Relatively speaking.
2: Relatively speaking. <laughs> right. right.
0: I, I think it's I think it's kind of a mess. I think we're gonna see a lot of retcons. Just like a lot of retcons.
2: Well, I guess that would be the uh, the next talking point here. <laughs> In the interest of making things more inclusive, we're getting rid of the idea of the Metis, for example. Another Justin Achilles quote. Like, it's 2021 right now, we're publishing Werewolf very soon, and one of the things I didn't want Werewolf to focus on was the circumstances of your birth or the purity of your breed. Or that if you were born this certain way, that somehow makes you lesser. Then goes on again to say, We're striking from the litany the idea that Garou shall not mate with Garou. Those are direct quotes. Again, we're striking from the litany. I think that's
3: kind of important to remember here. Grant, tell me your thoughts. So, that's multi-layered. So, one, I, I can agree, especially from a business perspective, with them wanting to eliminate that particular aspect of war. It puts them in, a, in an awkward spot because they're basically saying within their game that the circumstances of your birth can have can have a, a huge social impact and in, that, in a negative connotation. So. And like, he, like you were saying, in the interest of inclusiveness, I could see them removing that. Uh, even if you look at the Savage Age, we've removed the whole deformity aspect of the metas. For, well, mainly because we just don't like it. We don't think it makes much sense. And I don't think it necessarily adds to the game in such a way that, as a storyteller, I can't already incorporate. Like, I can give my my players flaws regardless. If I need them to to play a certain way, I don't need a system mechanic to force a certain style of playing on me. Um, As we've talked before, you you all know, I'm I'm very big in storyteller autonomy when it comes to that type of thing. I don't like the mechanics to force me to storytell a certain way, which is why I'm not a big proponent of the V5. Uh, And the deformities of Metis within the current editions does sort of do that. So I, I tend to wave them off anyway, unless I really want it for whatever reason for the story. So that I could get behind. The issue, though, is they're taking apart the whole canon and all that when it comes to Metis and all the impact that it's had on these different stories overall, especially the social the uh, ramifications of the Guru Nation. Even if they, they hand-waved away all the deformities, they should have still left a particular breed in the game so that you could incorporate that, that social stigma and that social conflict in your games. Now I have to create a whole new method of, of creating the, the, that same conflict that was already in the system then. And then furthermore, the whole aspect of pure breed. He doesn't directly say that they're going to excise pure breed from the game, but they're definitely going to. Which is something else that, you know, when we were doing Savage Age, we wanted to look at it from a different perspective. And that one, I think, is a unfortunately a victim of terminology. You know, they could change the name to something else, like, you know, Spiritual Purity or whatever. And I think they could still use it in the same type of concept. But I hope they're not going to remove those concepts whole cloth from the game. Because removing stuff that's that integral to the game so far is going to have a huge impact on the ambiance and the feeling of the game going forward. And it's going to prevent us from doing things that we could do before.
2: Okay, solid. Melissa, your thoughts on removing Metis?
1: I wonder if they're actually going to remove the Metis entirely. And, I mean, I'm just throwing this out, because that leaves us now down to two playable characters. So, I mean, I I agree with Grant in the sense that, you know, there's a certain negative stigmata attached to playing a, a Metis, that there's, you know, there's certain... You know, they're born of sin and, you know, and all that stuff. But I'm wondering if what they're doing is actually spinning it so that, you know what, we're in our end times now. We're fighting to our very last breath. Who cares? Just get them out there. Get them fighting. Get them doing whatever they need to do, whether they're front line, whether they're back line, whether, whatever they're doing. Get those Guru out there because it's certainly not a new concept. The Black Spirals use Metis. The Pharaoh have Metis breeds and they don't have that stigma attached to it. So I'm just wondering if maybe they're not actually removing Metis. They're just making, t- removing that feelings about Metis away.
2: I mean, it's certainly possible. But again, I'm, I am using direct quotes on what he said specifically. And now, that being said, I know Porter has,
0: Porter has something going. I was about to throw you out the window for taking my point away. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always said what I said. I know so we talked about it earlier. like, oh my God, if you fucking steal this from me. <laughs> no, this uh, this point is the reason I wanted to make sure we got a direct quote. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't say, and if, if I may see the sheet for a second, Danny... Because I don't want to misquote the man. We are getting rid of the idea of the Metis, for example. Not the Gauru Nation is changing their views on the Metis. Not, uh, you know, we're, we're striking the litany from the litany, the idea that Guru should not be with Guru. Not the nation is changing their thoughts and opinions on it. The way he worded this specifically, I mean, it, what it tells me is they're retconning that breed away. We're getting rid of the idea. It's not a decision through the nation. It's not something that evolved through with the times of the metaplot. We, behind the scenes, are throwing this idea out. And that's really fucking troubling to me. Um, and I know there's multi-parts of this question. I'm going to solve, I'm gonna try to get everything. I, I don't think this has anything to do with inclusion. I know that's what he says, but I, the reason the menace are deformed is because it's spiritual incest. So the message here is that incest is okay. Or is the message that handicapped people don't belong in the game, so we're getting rid of them because they're deformed and no good anymore? And now, of course, neither one of these are what the intent is, but it sends an odd message, I think. You know, you look at the medicine. This is, um, this, is this is a is of Garu who are closest to the nation. They grow up in the nation. Yes, they, they, they have hardships. You know, they're, they were born from a forbidden union, which, by the way, removes stories of like star crossed or forbidden lovers in, in terms of your own games, because now that's no longer a big deal. I would posit that they're probably going to have a situation where if two guy roommate, the child, if there is one at all, Mm -hmm. will be the reason, the breed of the mother, whatever breed, whatever form she's in when she gives birth is probably how they'll take care of it. But again, now that takes a whole third choice away. And you know, I, I hear you know Grant talk about you know autonomy and the storyteller. I totally agree with that. The thing is, is I'm not worried about us. You know, if these, if you know, if this, if this is as it's as it's worded, as right. it's pointed. If, if this is the case, they're just getting hurt. I'm not worried about us. I'm not worried about Melissa. I'm not worried about Grant. I'm not worried about me, because we've been playing this game long enough that we could look at that and decide that yeah, that's stupid, and I'm not doing it. What I'm worried about is the new storytellers, the guys who discover werewolf with W5, and never know about all the choices that they used to have that were removed. Just taken away from them. Yeah, the, the choice has been just stripped from them, whether to accept a thing or not. In terms of the rationale, you know, in terms of Libby, they easily could have said, like Melissa pointed out, like, things are that bad. You know, we have the idea of this, quote, apocalypse happening. Well, easily, you could have easily had the elders of the nation go, Jesus, this is real. We should cheese it on this first tenant thing. But he doesn't say that Garu have decided to. You see, we decided to. And, you know, I, I think that kind of removal, removing shit from the game, I think it, it's wrong because you're removing that choice from future storytellers. You let them decide what they want to keep and pick. I mean, that's always been the way it's been. That's the golden rule. Always has been.
2: All right, Grant, any uh, yeah. counterpoints you want to hit on that for, I, from either I, what I Melissa said or Porter said?
3: So I'll really address Porter's first because his, his was the most impactful. Um, no offense, Melissa. Okay. <laughs> um so we did say that they, they're doing away with the idea of Metis. Now they could do that any number of ways, including retconning Metis completely out of the line, <clears throat> or saying that it's, you know, something else that it it is now. So I think that, you know, they're going to try to find a way to either just not include information about Meta's canonical lore, or they're just going like you said, just retcon it completely. I don't think they really anticipate. There being a backlash among those people in the community that play that have handicaps, so I encourage people that do happen to have those to really reach out to Paradox. To if you feel some kind of way, by all means, let them know that you feel some kind of way that makes you feel like you like it's having the opposite impact of of what they're intending. Because I don't think they're intending to be that, to do that. I don't think that's what they're trying to do. No, um, no one
0: ever intends on being disrespectful. Exactly. Well, and again, I, I don't think it's really their intent, too, either, but you could certainly look at it that way. All
3: right. You can. You absolutely can. And what was the last thing you said, Porter? I'm sorry. Oh, I said a lot of shit, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the very last part.
0: Oh, um, well, or I think. The last point. It, you know, Mike was stressing that by removing these choices from the game,
3: it's right. not hurting
0: us as old timers, but it is damaging the future of the franchise. Because right. you have people who come in who are just have those choices stripped of them. They, they don't get to make a decision anymore. We get to make that call, yeah. but the new people don't.
3: And that's if kind of bullshit. If V5 is any milestone when it comes to that, they don't give a shit. V5 did that... Oh no, this, they annihilated so many aspects of lore, so many aspects of canon that had already been established all the way back in V1 to just do whatever they want, basically. W5 is going to follow suit. They're going to... Extrapolate the details that they want to push through to make the game into the type of game that they want. I know, like they took V5 and they're saying that it's going to go back towards you know the V1 focus of it being street level, you know, face-to-face type of interactions and in horror, and they sort of have done that, but they did that at the the cost of basically excising the second and third um, edition from the, from the game, hold all, all the ambiance and lore that was built up for them is, is killed. You know. They made so many different things not not canon anymore and other things canon that it, just, it's, it, it feels like a different game and it basically is a different game. And I fully expect them to do the same thing with W5. If it doesn't fit in with their perspective of how they want the game to be, they're just going to cut it out and they're not going to give a shit. And they're not going to care that the older storytellers saying, hey, we want it this way, and they're not going to care that the new storytellers don't realize that they no longer have those options. Yeah, just, that's just how it is. Some strong opinions. Melissa, you got any?
1: Yeah. Actually, I mean, I know you made the quote, it's not like, you know, the idea of the Metis. Mm-hmm. But what does that actually mean? What does the idea of the Metis mean? And for me, the continuing theory, or the continuing thread that's come through all the editions is that, Metis are horrible, they are disfigured, they are sinful, they are they are all these negative things. And some tribes, like for instance the Fiana, look at them rather badly, even though they may be the, one of the most prevalent tribes that have a lot of Metis. So my question would be, okay... Is it the idea, are you taking out Metis entirely, or are you taking out that idea that they are sinful and horrible and are of no use? And I, I disagree, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> with the two gentlemen, I disagree strongly, I don't think they're going to retcon Metis out entirely. I think what they're going to do is they're going to level them up to so level them to the same level as a, a Hamid-born guru or a lupus-born guru, and they'll not be seen as the same stigma that they have been seen in previous editions. They're taking out that idea, just like they're taking out that first litany, is that it's a okay for you to have sex with another guru. You're because at the end of the day they are still they still need warriors, and Metis are warriors just like everyone else.
0: Uh, and I don't agree with the last part of your statement, but again, I look at the wording of the quote. Uh, if, if he had said, the nation has, or we have decided to put a different spin on, or remove the stigma, but he didn't say any of that, and Danny, if you will, again, uh-huh. just, just the just the bold, the, the relevant part. In the interest of making things more inclusive, we're getting rid of the idea of the Metis, for example. We're getting rid of the idea of the Metis. That's a behind the scenes. That's a where. That's the we he's talking about. And that's where... I mean, that's why we we have this idea of it will be a retcon. It's because of the choice of words he used. And we might be wrong, but that's why I got the quotes. Because if I misquoted him, Mm -hmm. you know, to say that, oh, well, Justin Keeley said that that, um, the Metis are going to be gone... Well, that's a paraphrasation. But that's not what he said.
2: Right. That's not <laughs> the quote. So, and right. I get that's your point here. The words he used are what we're going on here. It's all we got. That in our speculation, so, which is what we're doing here at all. So, hey. True. Now, <laughs> I, I get where Melissa's coming from, and I kind of don't blame her. I I kind of see it that way, too. But again, those aren't the words he used.
0: And that's the troubling part. Now, that said, if they were just to get rid of the deformity and the sterility... And I think I've had a problem with that, too, because at that point, aren't the Metis severely overpowered? They have the benefit of growing up in the nation, so they have the most understanding of how the spirits work, rights, they know their gifts better, they've had more time for training and combat, and now they've been treated well, and as equals their whole life. Why the fuck do you need a Homet or Lupus? It also cuts ties with the kinfolk. It makes them less important.
2: I was going to bring that one up. That's what I was waiting on. See if anyone else said it first. It, that's exactly what was on my head. You have absolutely no reason to have kinfolk in the game anymore.
0: I mean... Well, you have very little reason. It's less of a reliance. Right. case in point, Uh, Melissa, uh, who, if those of you who are newer to the show don't know, Melissa runs a game in our Discord. I do. (laughs) You have characters, and I know you play in a game in the Discord, too. I know in that game, for certain, most, if not all, of the players in that game have kinfolk mates, don't they?
1: Yeah, yes, that's true.
0: That would kind of cut into that, I think. I mean, not in the existing game, but in future games, right?
1: I'm not so sure. Kinfolk can move, move very easily through society or human society a lot better than, say, a, a, a rune Geta who with Rage, like, five or six. So you're still going to need the concept of a kinfolk now if you are playing a werewolf game are you really playing a kinfolk it's not taking away but if you're playing a tabletop game or an online game or you're running a game and it's werewolf are you really playing a kinfolk no not likely you're playing
0: a guru well that's not up to you and i i mean it it Cuts out examples, but that said, I never said there was no place for kinfolk. I said it had diminished their I, use.
2: Yeah, I said it, and I said it wrong. I said there was a. I meant to say there was a lot less reason for them there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. There's definitely still a place for kinfolk. Just so here's a, here's my counterpoint to that. Go nuts. So, so what, what's the difference between a kinfolk and just an ally at that point? Immunity you know, to delirium. You know, immunity to delirium. Cool. Higher chance you can of actually, on. You know develop that in in a random person. It takes time. So, I mean, outside of very few things, like, there's, there's, if you make it so that the kinfolk no longer have an impact on the continuance of the Guru Nation, then an integral part of why they're in existence is, is gone. You know, case in point, say if you have a kinfolk, that's kinfolk to both the Bastet and the Guru. You know, that's a whole story there. Like, who gets that kinfolk? Who gets to interact with that kinfolk? You know, which which uh society does it belong to? You cut out the fact that they no longer matter, then that story's gone. It doesn't matter who it belongs to. That's just another ally. Then that's a smaller story. I can get another ally somewhere else. Solid. I mean, no. I mean there's there's a point there. I was just making the point that it's not they're
0: not useless. But yeah, again, damage. I said
2: it and I said it wrong. So there's definitely my mistake
0: saying that, but, uh, but yeah, I think a menace would be crazy overpowered at that point. They have all the advantages, like practically none of the disadvantages. Oh, they, I always like that idea
2: that they get the advantage of being, of growing up in the nation, but then you have the other side of that coin, the disadvantages they are looked down upon.
0: Right, and I mean, that can, you know, yeah, they have a hard life, but you know that going into it, and that's a decision you make. And that can be compelling, it can make some compelling storytelling or, and, you know, character development. But again, you're making that choice, and we're talking about that choice being taken. From yeah, him. now it's...
2: Right. So, again, speculation. So it is possible. We don't know for sure. No, we don't know for sure. But what we do know is what he said. Yeah. And they are getting rid of the idea of the Metis. <laughs> that's what we know.
0: <laughs> it seems like we're harping on it a bit, but I think it's a big ticket item. Because, you know, like Melissa, like you pointed out, that's, that's a third of your breed options. That, that's a third of your choices when you're making a character. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a significant fucking chunk.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people really do like playing a Metis because they like playing the underdog. And I think it's unfortunate that this is even a concept that they're considering. That's why I think it's important to try to unpack what he means by the idea of the Metis because we're taking it at face value, or at least Porter and Grant are taking it at face value. It's like, you know what, they're just they may possibly retcon it out. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe that's a script that he has to say. He he can't give too much away. So maybe in the choice of words that he used, he can't say everything or else, you know, people will either not purchase the material or they may purchase the material. Like, it, it, you know, it's a script that he has to follow. What he can uh, reveal and what he can't.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's absolutely part of it. I I think that's... I I think to an extent I'd agree. You know, watching that interview, he certainly wasn't reading from a script. He was uh, No, but he also had an idea of what he can and can't say. Certainly. Adhering to talking points, certainly. And no, I I agree. You know, like you said, we can only unpack unpack what he said. And I, I think we're focusing on different things in that sentence. And But that's all we can do, is, is go by what those specific words mean. And I know the fifth edition of The World of Darkness plays fast and loose with what words mean, but you know, it's tenuous grasp on the English language there. You know, difficulty doesn't mean difficulty anymore. You know, but it's fine. We're, it's fine. That's a different show. It's different, a different show. Different time. <laughs> yep. That's, a, that's an hour-long rant that I'm going to do later. <laughs> anyway. All right. So yeah. I think Melissa we'll, Yeah, I was sorry. Oh, I'll quick enough um you know unless i think we're just we're looking at different sections of of that sentence to unpack and it's just i'm looking at what he said versus what he maybe meant you could be right i hope you are right but the way he chose to phrase that makes me think they're just going to pull him from the game entirely i I wish he said it if he didn't mean it that way i wish he'd said it differently
2: or at least maybe come out with a little bit more clarification something understandable i I see both points there yeah I absolutely can see it being retconned. I'm not happy with that. Absolutely but, not. But at the same time, I can see where Melissa's going with it, where she's saying it's just the weird wording he used. This is what we're going to do with it, but again, not what he said.
0: Right. It's all we have to go on.
2: So, all right. Unless anyone else has any counterpoints, I got the next little line to go for you guys.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: All right. We're, we're <laughs> done on the meds, Got it. The other one... He, they were talking about the Umbra. The Umbra is now a very scary place. It almost even rejects
3: werewolves from it. What could he possibly mean by this? It sounds to me like he's taking the concept of the Umbra, the Hisil, uh, from Werewolf Forsaken. And they're blending those concepts directly into Werewolf the Apocalypse in the W5. That's what it sounds like to me. And the whole aspect that, oh, you know, you as the guru, you fucked up somewhere along the way. So the entirety of the spirit world now is kind of uh, antagonistic towards you. So you better, you know, watch your step. Sort of like when we were speaking in the Bunyip episode where Guru, guru, they go in the Umbra down in Australia. The Australian spirits look at them like, what the fuck are you doing here? And they're antagonistic towards them. And sometimes attack them for no reason besides that they're there. The way I took Justin's comments... Uh, in the, his interview, was that they were going to do something similar. They're basically going to make the Umbra in W5 like the Hissel from War of Forsaken, which is unfortunate. Okay.
1: Melissa? I don't like that. Again, I don't want Forsaken 2.0. Yeah, I just think that the whole concept... Uh, for someone who plays uh, a lot of Theurges, I find this just... No, come on. This irritates me the most, and if this is what they're directing things towards, it's going to be the case of when I picked up Forsaken for the first time. I'll read it, cover to cover, then I'll put it back on the shelf and never touch it again.
2: <laughs> woman's got a strong opinion on Forsaken.
0: <laughs> I'm willing to bet Porter does too. I, um, I've described Forsaken a certain way in the past. Yes, you have. <laughs> and that's not super relevant here.
2: <laughs> it's still funny, but but, yeah, but go ahead yeah
0: um you know if our, if our pal TC were here, he would absolutely echo Grant State uh, sentiment and, and I know this that that this is a forsaken concept that's being brought to werewolf and I'm invoking TC here because I don't know anything about forsaken, but I know he knows a lot about forsaken right so and, and you know I obviously I agree with that and that, that it's that that's what they're doing, and I hate it. And, and now I'm going to turn to Melissa, because we, we uh, seem to butt heads on that last subject a bit. And I got to say, I, I'm completely with you on this one. Not, not only is this, a, I think this is a terrible idea, but I think it doesn't make any sense. Or it opens up larger questions. Because the, the relationship between the Garo and the, and, and the spirits, the pact, did we stop maintaining that? Did we turn our backs on the spirits? Did we stop doing rites to fulfill our end of the bargain? What does this say about totems and spirit broods? Yeah, are you, are you telling me that Falcon just got up and fucked off and let the Silver Fangs on their own? And if they did, then are they still the Silver Fangs if they don't have a totem to guide them? I mean, these are questions that, of course, weren't going to get answered in a 10-minute interview. But these these are things that you better have a solution for before you put this concept into the game. What's wrong with you? Or, again, we're looking at more retcons. Right, and you if, know, the,
2: if that's the case, what's
0: the purpose of the Thurs then? They, see? Thank you, Danny. You know, Melissa, you talk about not wanting Forsaken 2.0. I'm I'm concerned that that is what we're going to get. You know, I've said before that a game, a tabletop game, is two things. I think most games are two things. Mm -hmm. It's systems, or rules, and and, and it's lore. Those are the things you need. Without systems and lore, there's no game. We know they changed the systems, and they're now changing the lore. So now you're making it a different game. This is a different game. I, I already said no to Forsaken. I don't know why they're doing this. A lot I, of people said no yeah, to Forsaken. Just about a lot of people said no to Forsaken. That's why we're not hearing about Forsaken 5th Edition. It's a weird sentence. Yeah, Where's we're Forsaken 20th Anniversary Edition? Where is it?
2: Yep, right there. That's, that's what I got. <laughs> Grant, counter something.
3: Uh, there's not much to counter when it comes to that that concept of making... The Umbra hostile to the Guru Nation. All I can say about that is they had better have some hot shit writers that are actually fucking writing it so that it makes sense. And that it's not just a slap in the face. That's definitively not going to be one of those things they can just hand wave and everybody's going to get behind. You know, they lost a lot of customers of, you know, Vampire whenever they did the the retcons in V5. You know, and I know some people say that oh, well, you know they got new they got enough new customers back to to overcome the loss and no they really didn't. You know, you don't see Vampire being played in the tabletop hobby stores like you used to. Used to you could go into any hobby store and you could see White Wolf stuff being played. You don't see that now. Now is that part of the the tabletop RPG crash? Absolutely. However, now right now we're in a tabletop boom. You see people playing D&D 5th edition all over you have every game store worth its salt has at least one day a week devoted towards D&D 5. You know, amongst, you know, war gaming, you know, or Warhammer, as well as magic and stuff like that. But every game store worth its salt has one D&D day. Back in the day, it used to be one D&D and or World of Darkness day. And it still hasn't gotten to that point again. And if they're trying to get back to that point to make it more relevant so they can make more money and branch off into other media, which Paradox is much more comfortable with, they need to do this edition right. And the only way they're going to do that is if they get the writers with this, the the talent and the capability to write it so that it makes sense and make all these changes they want to make into the lore make sense to preserve the ambiance that they created with the first three editions. And I think the whole issue of changing the ember so that it's hostile, I think it's a misstep. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they fix it so that it's great and awesome. But proof's in the pudding, you know. Forsaken, when it first came out, everybody bought the the core book because it was like, oh, this is new werewolf, this is awesome. And they read it cover to cover, like Melissa said, they've been on a shelf they haven't touched it since. Even with 2nd edition coming out, they've changed so much between 1st and 2nd edition of the New World of Darkness lines that few fans that they did get in the 1st edition now don't want to play 2nd edition and vice versa. That entire side of the World of Darkness has, has had nothing but Issues in keep getting, keeping, and retaining, or creating new fans for it. It just has, and if they cherry pick some of the concepts that they thought was cool, they thought was good, and bring it into the old world darkness, I'm all for it as long as it makes sense and they have the writers to do it well. Mm.
2: How about you, Melissa?
1: One of the things I find the most interesting about the current edition of Werewolf is that you can interact with the spirits. But the way he's talking, and again, this is unpacking what he said, it's that it's basically a relationship that you have with the spirits. And you're basically begging for them to help you in your combat by them giving you the gift. It's not something you possess. It's like they will help you by giving you this gift to use at that kind, that, that time. It just annoyed me, and I had to listen to it a couple of times just to make sure I was getting it right. And I'm not even sure I got it right. And the problem that I have with it is how is this going to work with out of tribal stuff? So, as, as Porter said, you know, if you have if you have uh, Falcon and his brood, and all of those gifts that are associated with that, if you're outside of that brood, are you going to be able to get access to these? These gifts at all, or is the cost just going to be way way too high that you can't even you you can't even contemplate it? So I just think it's a I, th- I think it's stupid. I think it's really really stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> you, know, I the, I have such a deep dislike of Forsaken that it I, I can't even look at it and it's on my shelf and I just I can't even look at it sometimes, but. It just, it's just funny. I was going to go to Gen Con this year. I go just about every year, but this year I was going to go. But of course, because of the pandemic, the borders were closed, so I couldn't get across the border. But I did happen to see the games that were being on offered. Vampire 20, Vampire 20, Vampire 20, Vampire Twenty. One in about 12 games was Vampire 5th Edition. They were all Vampire 20. And I think that says something to the failure of Vampire 5th Edition. And I think it's saying something about if they don't fix this, as Grant pointed out, it's going to be the failure of Werewolf 5th Edition, too.
0: Now, now Melissa, though, Melissa, we we were told that they have more new fans than old fans. Well, that's, that's so then, bizarre, you don't have,
1: then you don't have... Um, Fans who are storytellers, <laughs> and that's what you
0: need. Well, you know, it's almost like they 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 got that number through Twitter follows and not actual sales. I'm just gonna sit here yeah, and sit uh, my I, I had wait. an
3: argument, uh, not really an argument. I had a discussion in the uh, the main World of Darkness chat in Discord about the the relative financial failure of uh, the New World of Darkness when it first came out, and every counterpoint that was given to me because obviously none of us have access to their books. We don't have their accounting. We can't see what their financial overhead was, their infrastructure, how much money they spent on printing or anything else like that. All right, so we're only going to look at it from the fan base. And when Forsaken first came out, and Requiem and and Geist and all these other New World of Darkness lines, they they were a failure. They, They simply were. The fans didn't get behind them. They didn't really, you know, like you said, there wasn't many people playing those games. Now, over time, they've improved. The supplements that they've done for those are, a lot of those are fantastic. They, the, the virtue of how they just let their authors just kind of run with different concepts, you know, it's fantastic. You know, Sebastian Freeman, he's wrote two books for uh, Vampire the Requiem, and I, I recommend them to anyone. You know, Ancient Bloodlines and Ancient Mysteries, they're, they're great, and I, will, I love to extrapolate some of those concepts that he wrote about into Vampire the Masquerade. But I will never run a Requiem game, ever. I have no interest in running a Requiem game. Uh, same thing with V5. The fact that it feels so much like Requiem is the main reason why I will never play V5. I will pull concepts from V5. You know, there's things that I like, like war sheets and cautery merits. I think those ideas are fucking awesome. But uh, I'm never going to run a V5, a pure V5 game with rules as written. That's just not not my style. That's not what I want to do. Even if I did a game that was focused on, you know, individual street-level horror, I would do it with V20 rules, specifically V20 uh, World uh, Dark Ages rules. But that's just my preference.
0: Well, that's um, that's certainly a lot of vampire the I think it comes back down to it. To, to, to go back with what you said, you know, if we, we already said no to the new world of darkness. So, like, I'm not sure, you know, I why, mean, why, why coding it in a shell. Over the years. I'm sorry?
3: You no, know, I mean, they, They've gained a lot of fans. The, the new world of darkness has gained a lot of fans over the past 15 yeah. to 20
0: years. Well, that's great. You know? But you and I and Melissa, we, we already said no to this line, which is why it failed to begin with. So, so wrapping it in a thin shell, you know, the, the corpse of Werewolf the Apocalypse doesn't make it better. You know, to, to stay on the topic and I guess hope maybe to close it out to move to the next one, Danny? That's, that's up,
2: yeah, we're good um, on time. We're with, good.
0: with, oh, okay. With, with the spirit issue, I, I also wonder if, because, you know, Garu were part spirit, so are they going to have to, like, take anti-rejection meds so that their spirit half doesn't attack them too? Because is, is that <laughs> the plan?
2: How long have you been holding on to that?
0: <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. i mean, had to talk. I didn't want to interrupt them with my dumb joke,
2: and I appreciate it. I'm sure they <laughs> do too. We do have structure here. We're trying. It's the best we've ever done. Yes, this is. This is crazy.
1: <laughs> I love it. This is great. I love structure.
2: Oh God, whenever you do respawn. it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good joke. I have to say.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, that's what we know because of. Direct quotes from Justin Achille himself. So, now I'm curious, what do we know about the combat system? Grant.
3: I don't think they covered it. They, they, they did, actually. Well, they, they covered certain aspects of it. So, he, he did quote, say that he's going to be, they, they're going to look into a way of incorporating Renown in a more pertinent manner into the system at hand, into the mechanics, actually. So, instead of it just being, a, you know, like a pseudo-experience type thing, it has an impact on your rank. Um, it's actually going to supposedly, supposedly have a day-to-day impact on everything you do. Which, uh, unfortunately, is another Forsaken concept. Uh, where they take, you know, in Forsaken, you can you get Renown dice. And those Renown dice have an impact on every role that you have. You have your attribute, and your ability, plus Renown, basically, for, for all of your roles. I'm on the fence when it comes to this particular aspect of the mechanics think it's one of those things that be extremely easy to home away and just ignore if you don't like it. And at the same time, it's going to depend on how they write it and how much that mechanic forces you to do things in a certain way. If it's just an extra dice for your rolls and if that's the only impact that it has, cool, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm all for letting the, the people that are ranked 4 and 5 have more dice to roll because my players probably are never going to get there. <laughs> if it's something that forces me as a storyteller to change my story because, oh, all of a sudden you have two glory die and that means that you have to do it in this particular manner versus that particular manner, and I'm going to have a problem with it.
1: Melissa? Forsaken, bleh.
2: <laughs> Are you <laughs> a, <Dracula now?
1: laughs> That's blah. a Forsaken, bleh. Um,
2: yeah, bleh. you got to go at the end? <laughs>
1: <Blah>. <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I... You know what? I, I know the combat system in World of Darkness is very clunky and very broken, and you know, you can come up with different ways to kind of get around it, and, but at the end of the day, it's still pretty clunky and it can take forever. But I, I know the forsaken combat system, and I don't like it at all. So I would probably just say, you know, if I, if I was running a game and well, it would definitely not be a forsaken game at all. And I wonder if they're going to use some of these, like, you know how they've got the Hunger Dice and Vampire 5th Edition? I wonder if that's how it's going to factor in. And and Again, I don't know how it will impact your dice roll, but I wonder if it would, if it'll play a, a part that way and sort of mimic it along those lines.
2: So like Rage Dice rather than Hunger Dice.
1: Yeah, so, you know, throwing in a glory dice or a, or that sort of thing. Like, throwing rage in as being a factor. Interesting.
2: I mean, you said forsaken, but I get
1: it. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> what do
0: you To think, Porter. What do you think, Porter? I don't care. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I want to say a few weeks ago, but the fuck, who knows what time. Yeah. Right? Um, there was a member of our Discord who was new to Werewolf, and he was confused about combat. And he asked, he didn't want to hear about homebrews. He didn't want to hear about workarounds. He wanted to understand specifically what the book says in terms of combat and how it went. And this turned into like an epic fucking poem. <laughs> there, there were several people trying to help out and explain this and going step by step. Uh, Melissa, you might have been there. I don't recall. I think I tried to help, actually. Yeah, I, I think you were part of it. There um, was a there was a solid chunk of people. Yeah, on this, yeah. Yes. It, it was it was yeah. It was an epic poem. Suddenly, it was Beowulf, and <laughs> and I realized during that point that I had I had home brewed the combat so hard over the years. Like, I mean. What we played, Annie, is we play. I guess Porter Combat Two Point Five or something, if you will, something
2: along those lines. Yeah, yeah.
0: Where I've tweaked it, and this is a mistake, so we'll tweak it. And here is a mistake. Right. So mine is so different. But I didn't realize how different it was until that day. (laughs) So I don't give a shit. I am not changing my system. I worked hard to make this thing flow. I was going to
2: (laughs) say, if you've been doing it for this long, and there are still times where we've tweaked in mid-game, like, all right, I need to. Write this note down so I knew. I know I need to change
0: this later, or whatever the case. Well, some of that is, uh a—it's oh, not important, but, but yeah, you know, yeah. We, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, so I, I, that
3: sounds like a vault book to me.
0: Yeah, it's almost like you and I have talked about that before, Grant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's
0: twice. <laughs> Rage across the combat, or whatever, <laughs> might be a real Jurassic. thing.
1: I would definitely buy that. We got, <laughs> we got
2: a backer!
0: We got <laughs> a backer! Alright, you got a backer! This has nothing to do with me. You did call it Rage Crossed Combat. I so. don't know if I can call it that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway that's, that's not even, but that's that's kind of my stance. They, they can do whatever the hell they want to the combat because, you know, having been a storyteller for so long and made my own version of combat that works for the group and goes quickly in comparison mm-hmm. and that is enjoyable, I'm not changing this.
2: Regardless of so who cares of, what they
0: write down? Of regardless of what they say, you're keeping your system. Right.
2: Understandable. I mean, you think there'd be a possibility of using some ideas and
0: concepts with they had? Well, I think I'd have to read it all out. And I will read it all out because, obviously, I don't know everything. Maybe mm-hmm. they do have a better idea. But I would be very surprised. And I think to change the system, for example, that you and Tom have gotten to know backwards and forwards over oh, yeah. the course of how many years... To go, forget all that shit. This is it now. It better be pretty fucking great. I see them going the
2: the simple direction, but what does that mean?
0: <laughs> I also, I kind of like the idea though of using renown dice to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slash you with honor. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: it's across the chest and not across the back. I'm
0: gonna kick you in the nuts with wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Take yeah, take it. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Take my glory. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I mean, everyone's got some pretty strong opinions on this one. This is pretty... Uh, I don't want to say clear-cut, but... I mean, anyone have any counterpoints to anything?
3: I think this is one of the ones that... We're, it's a, it's a wait-and-see thing. Um, I think that... It could go any number of ways. It could go the Hunger Dice uh, way, which... I sort of expect them to do, mainly because they can make money off dice at that point, and you really can't unless you make new dice. And so, good I, I can see them doing that, where they're like, "Oh yeah, this is your renowned dice. This is this is you have one glory, one honor, one wisdom die, and they all look sort of different. And you know, there's only like three, four real faces on the die. And if you get at this, it becomes a critical success, or this is a critical failure, it's like they did with a, a hunger die." And, like, they, um, they go in a
0: set of ten, but, like, it's the seven regular die, and then, like, those three renown dies, so you have to buy those sets if so you want more. you have to more. buy the extra sets. Absolutely. Like the old Absolutely. Auspice die.
3: Uh-huh. I can see them doing that for from a monetary perspective, from a business perspective, because it makes it makes good business sense. If you can write it in, uh, into the system, that, hey, this is whatever, and you're going to need these brand new dice to play this system, then people are going to buy the new dice, right? But no, the key right. is writing it so that it makes sense that it's good. You can't just throw that shit in there and expect people to just swallow it, you know. World of Darkness fans aren't like D&D fans. You don't just have mindless consumption of some products like some D&D fans do. Like I know guys personally know them that if it comes out and it says D&D 5 on it, they'll buy it sight unseen, you know. World of Darkness fans typically aren't like that. I'm sure they're out there, but in my circles, they're not like that. Correct me if I'm wrong if it's that that way in y'all's circles. You know, we all live in different states and different countries. So I'm sure that the gaming scene is different where you are versus where I'm at. But, you know, if they write it well, I can see them taking that direction, and it would make smart financial sense to require the player base to buy new dice. Or, you know, because it's easy to do, they just, you know, use the Forsaken system wholesale.
1: You know, Grant, it's it's funny you say that. Before New World of Darkness, if it was something on the shelf that was World of Darkness related, sight unseen. I just picked it up, bought it, second hand, first edition, whatever it was, I just grabbed it. I have multiple copies just because I saw it in the store for a good price and I couldn't remember if I had it at home. It, you know, it's that, it was that sort of impulse buy. Granted, I was younger then. But after old or New World of Darkness came out, I haven't at all. And now I stick mostly to the storyteller's vault. So I buy the stuff from people that I know, like yourself, you know, who uh, who I know the material and I recognize it as good stuff that will definitely help me in my campaigns that I run.
2: Good stuff. Grant's got some stuff out on the storyteller's vault. Yeah, I know.
0: Do you write, Grant? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. From time to time.
1: Yeah, all his stuff. <laughs> I keep waiting for the wear bunnies, though. I mean, I
0: know we, we've
2: talked to Chris Gunning a few times, in yeah. Savage, age, but like Grant, I me mean.
0: and I, and I saw I saw a few things written in crayon in the storyteller's vault. Was that you? That was me, definitely in the crayon. <laughs> That's the medium that I
3: prefer. That's pretty savage, man. <laughs> right food stamps. You just got to you know, pick them together and paste them on the page. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 gonna echo Melissa here a bit. Is you know back in the day. You know, before the Apocalypse book came out, by and large, if it had Werewolf on it, I bought it. I mean, the exception being the tribal novels, because those just did not show up in my area. What are you going to do? Yeah, that makes sense. If they're not there, I can't do anything Right, like, now it's too late, so I don't care anymore. But but it was the thing, is once the New World of darkness came out, that was a problem. That didn't stop our games, but I certainly didn't buy another White Wolf product again. That was the end of it. And then, you know, of course, when twenty comes out, I, you know, I've bought everything that comes from twenty because I wanted to support that. I wanted to make sure Werewolf lived again. And now this shit's going on. I don't know. It's here's the thing: is we went all that time without a new Werewolf supplement, so I don't need to buy five. <laughs> if it, you know, if it's not good, if it doesn't meet expectation, that's I don't need to buy another book again. It, it hasn't stopped our games, and it won't. No, yeah, we're still a the Apocalypse podcast. Yeah, like we run shown? a Werewolf the Apocalypse game.
2: You run it out of twenty, and, and you're again, you're the storyteller. You run it how
0: you want to run the game. Yeah. If you know, we're we we're saking we're, we're saking <laughs> the uh, the apocaphore. I don't I don't know how to sure <laughs> something like that. I, again, yeah. If it doesn't deliver, then who cares? Mm-hmm. We don't need it anymore.
2: Well, we got a couple other things. A couple. I guess speculations, because again, that's what we knew, and still speculations because it's very little of what we know, but we, we also know the, the Garminations
3: is splitting up. So, Grant, hit me with something. What do you think? So, when it comes to that, that makes sense, I think story-wise. It was always kind of a living on borrowed time type thing, and through force of personality, it sort of has been maintained through the years. You know, even even in the modern quote unquote modern age, you have you know, Albrecht and you have the Margrave, which kind of kept things together from falling apart. Margrave especially, even though you know, he doesn't get a lot of props, doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of love lore wise. Margrave you know, for that life. particular, you know, that, that particular shuttle lord keeps things together. And I think that was going to be the first thing that has to be that has to happen for the Guru Nation to fall apart. I think they have to kill off that character, because as long as that character remains, then the Guru Nation, in one form or another, will, will persist through his own force of personality. He, he's going to, you know, force those underneath him, his his tutelage and his leadership to uh, maintain certain social norms that is part of the Guru Nation. Same with uh, uh, Fangs first. You know, Goku go Fangs first down in the Amazon. Um, I think they're going to have to wipe him out one way or the other. Either A, he's going to fall to the worm. Or he's going to fall to the new uh, Rage uh, mechanic. I can't remember what the term is off the top of my head. Hoblisk. um There we go, that one. One way or the other, they're going to move him from the board. They're going to move him and the Margrave from the board. And because of that, the Green Age is going to fall apart. And I foresee I, I them doing something with um, Albrecht, too. You know, maybe he goes on some vision quest somewhere for the Silver Crown and never comes back.
2: Hmm. Insightful. Interesting. Melissa, top that.
1: Unfortunately, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen as well. They were going to take out some key players, and as a result, with those key players sort of removed, everything was just going to crumble to dust. At the same time, I think it might be a bad idea, because the thing that I like most about Werewolf is that everything is connected. And when they take that away, it's just... Oh, it's frustrating.
0: Understandable. You got something, Porter. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I I, I have to. I got to disagree with Grant here. I think this is this this is really really stupid. Here's the thing.
2: I, I'm not saying it's not stupid, but I don't know why you disagree with him because I understand well, why. Well, well I tell anyway. you if you. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Forget something.
0: Damn, damn. Start you. over, Porter. Sorry. Bus. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> is if this apocalypse, apocalyptic battle, uh-huh. allegedly happened in the Garu resulting in the malady, and somehow not the end of the world, because people they are still around in their buildings with their internet, whatever, uh-huh. right? You're telling me the Garu Nation, a, a, a scrappy group of upstarts, of hard headed, savage, angry warriors whose job is to make this, is to stop this apocalypse. You're telling me they get beat in round one and go, darn it, I quit. We all need to break up. Absolutely not. They dig their heels in. They get stubborn and angry and they hate it harder. That's the Garu way for crying out loud. It's evidence throughout all of history of the damn game. What I could see is if the Apocalypse was won. If that battle was, they were victorious and they beat back the Apocalypse because then you have a situation where every tribe goes, well, now what? You have the Silent Strider, it goes, well, obviously, we need to go kill all the leeches. The Red Talons go, well, you're stupid. We have to deal with the humans. <laughs> and then you have the Black Fears going, we have to deal with the men. And the Children guy goes, we all have to hug. And the Geta Fenris go, we all have to fight. And, you know, <laughs> and, and Shadow Lords are going, daggers in the backs for everyone. And... You know, and it's a fracturing of the nation because they all now have different goals and beliefs of what the future should be now that they have, quote, won. That, I think, is a valid reason for the nation to break up, but that's not what they're presenting to us. Now, that said, the idea of losing the structure of the nation I also think is terrible because there there is so much to be had in in terms of the different tribes and their traditions and what it means to 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 be those... To, to to live up to the ideals of their tribes, and then to mingle with other tribes. You know, that's the kind of thing the children of Gaia were talking about it, with this unity. And you're just throwing that away. And I mean, people love their children of Gaia. That's, that was their, you know?
3: Yeah. That's just
0: killing that dream. But it was something that would happen all by itself. You look at multi-sept, multi-tribal uh, septs. What does that mean for them? That, it, does, does that, perhaps those are gone, perhaps tensions. I know there was talk of all the ground the guy was supposedly lost in fighting to get back saps, and maybe that's what they mean, to, to put a level of tribal warfare on the forefront. But I, I think you really lose some of the beauty of the game when you do that. Huh. It also cuts the political, it blows up the political game too. Just completely fucking changes it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a tribal politics
2: aspect to the game anymore. It, and that's it, such you, a big deal to the game.
0: Yeah, at least if you do, it's very, very different. Damn.
1: And the so other question did, I have...
3: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, did, did Kelly happen to mention anything about the Black Spiral dancers, about whether they persist or not? They're still around. So they persisted. Did, did he actually say that, or did he just dance around the subject? No. Yeah, dance. See what you did there. No, no,
0: he said they... He did say they were still active. That wasn't something we grabbed a quote from, but again, it wasn't a statement that was... Yeah. Yeah. They're No, they're still active. They're they're. I think he said they were around more than ever but i mean they've always been thriving as a tribe right okay so we are not losing the spirals melissa you had something
1: my question would be is uh, so you have these sort of intertribal fighting going back and forth you have packs that are at the giving gaming table for instance you know porter likes his shadow lords i like my Geta Fenris. i don't know what you like danny um but you know <gasps> i'm offended <people> right now <laughs> I think you've liked Gedda Fenris, too. But you you have all these people who are sitting around the table, they want to choose their own characters. How is that going to play out? If you've got sort of like the Children of Gaia fighting with the Shadow Lords, tribally, and now you're kind of trying to coordinate something, it just seems like a recipe for disaster.
0: You, You know, I never even considered that, but that's a great point. Because, again, now you have this disconnect Right, between the older packs and the newer packs. And, and to, to quote some stuff out of, or to, to mention something like out of our our series, you have like the Rabies and Chains or the Silent Howl. Mm-hmm. Packs who have been established and been together for years, and they ain't going nowhere. No, you not. know, they, they have those personal bonds already, but yeah. what is the this say for new packs starting out in the game? Right. If all the tribes are at war and you can't, <laughs> you know, so what? You know, now... You're this is elder. my werewolf game. You have to be a Fianna. You have to be a Glasswalker. Is, is that what the future is? And that, I'm out. No, thank you. Again, stifling creativity by removing things.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see them trying to institute a way to make it so that mono tribal packs uh, are a thing, are a prevalent thing in the game. If you remember from whenever they started second edition and, and revised, a lot of the new lore that was coming out kind of stepped away from the perspective that they had in first edition that people would play, you know, single tribe packs. You know, it became much more of, oh, hey, people aren't really playing single tribe packs, so we have to change certain aspects of the game to, to fall in line with that, especially when it comes to the background lore, when it comes to inter, inter-tribal politics and, and stories and things like that. You, you know, I very love... much a first edition thing.
0: You know what I love about what you just said, Grant, is that sort of backs up my theory that the camps were initially created as alternatives to other tribes. I was expecting a, you to say that. Yeah, oh. in, in a system where they expected you to play at mono-tribe pack. So yeah,
3: that was... definitely it was definitive. You could
0: see it right there. Boom. Thank you. Boom. So that was... They're nicely done.
2: Yeah, so that was their reasoning back then. The that's how... Yeah, again, you'll okay, allegedly. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. That's how they fixed that situation. How the, how the hell would they fix this one? They don't. They're <laughs> okay. going to write that it. In my opinion,
3: they're going to try to take it back to the first edition. You know, they they see the first edition as oh we, this got us all the new fans, this got people you know interested and, and hyped up about the game. Let's go back to the core concepts of that particular edition in any way that we possibly can. Unfortunately, in W five, just like it was with V five, a lot of the first edition stuff was garbage. It was raw. <laughs> It was, and I don't mean rules as written roll, I mean unpolished roll. That's true. Uh, and, you know, the, the, it, was, it was really difficult to get into the game and to maintain the game in a, in a meaningful way where you could have, you know, Chronicle upon Chronicle building upon one another. It was, it was very much a one story and done type thing. I don't know if you've, mm-hmm. if you've ever played any first edition werewolf and only first edition back in the day, but it, it was, they, they were small. They weren't long chronicles. They were just a couple sessions, you know, three or four sessions, and then the chapter and the chronicle itself was pretty much done because there just wasn't any, you know, the, the, the universe wasn't rich enough and, and diverse enough to really facilitate a continuing story over and over again. You know, it was like burn bright, but burn fast and burn out type thing.
0: You know, something I think is, is interesting and maybe a little, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to ironic or funny or what, well, but a lot of these changes that are being made, that we, we hear the justification of its current year. It's 2021, so that's why. But at the same time, we're also going back to the very earliest iterations of these games to draw from. A little odd. Very, considering time... you know, The game has evolved
2: because it was so old, and we need... Right, we have to do all
0: these changes because... Times are changing. Because of how antiquated revised is. Mm-hmm. So let's... Get revised, its grandfather out, and use those. I'm, I'm just saying that's a. Doesn't strike anyone else as funny.
3: No comment. I definitely think it's a misstep on their part. Uh, I think that they're just they're looking at the forest in spite of the trees, or vice versa, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, they're they're just they're focusing on aspects of the game from a way that they think is going to get them as many new customers as possible. Unfortunately, they're also not taking into account the fact that they're going to be losing a lot of customers. You know, like you said, I don't need another werewolf book. I don't. What they wrote back in the '80s and '90s and early 2000s is is more than enough for me. If I need some new aspect of lore, frankly, I write it myself. Luckily for you know some people that follow me on the Vault, whatever I write, I'll also sell, and you can pick it up for much cheaper than it would have been if it was an official thing. So. Go ahead and just chill for yourself there, huh? God, where'd
0: you get that from? <laughs> I mean,
3: you know, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta be your own champion, right? to support yourself. No one I don't else
0: know what you're it. talking about. Uh, do, you, know, it's a, you know, someone should give you a microphone. Give you, like, a place that you can talk about this stuff. <laughs> throw it on the internet or some shit. That's a good idea.
1: That's why he has six visits. Six. <laughs> 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 gotta
2: catch up. All right, well, I guess one last point or question. Grant, what are you expecting to
3: see, and what do you not want to see? So, one question, because what I'm expecting to see is pretty much in line with what I don't want to see. That's fair. (laughs) I I don't want to see more of an odd amalgamation between Forsaken and Apocalypse. Uh, I I don't want them to do that, and I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to transpose a lot of those mechanics over, a lot of the, the ambiance over, and it's going to detract from both games, not just Apocalypse. You know, I know Forsaken gets a bad rap, a lot of people don't like Forsaken, but it does have its customer base and those customers like the direction that, that particular game goes in and they like the ambiance and flavor that it has. By taking and pulling that into Werewolf Five, you know, it, it, it takes something away from those customers because they won't get another Forsaken book. You know, paradox going to look at it and be like, you have W5, go there. And then the flip side for us as well, in Apocalypse, you know, we we don't want Forsaken, so stop bringing it over into our game. We don't want it. If we wanted it, we'd play that game, just how it is. I, I see them really homogenizing a lot of things to the point where it's kind of, they're going to make it as easy as possible to get into the game, but it's going to make the depth of the game much shallower. Going to make it much more difficult for new storytellers to develop a story that's going to remain relevant, and prevalent through multiple iterations and multiple years. You know, so they're they're cutting off their nose despite their face. They're they're not looking at it from the long game, and I think that's what they're. I think that's what they're going to be doing. They're more, they're focused on getting new customers, and by making the game as uh, entry friendly as possible. You know, any sharp edges they're going to round off. Uh, any difficult concepts for people to get behind, they're going to they're take care of those. And the the grittiness that was the World of Darkness in and, and Werewolf the Apocalypse, I think some of that's going to fall away by the wayside in the interest of uh, new customers. That's my expectation. It's also what I don't want. But and what would, what would you what like to what see then? Uh, well, I'd like them to go in another direction. I'd like them to actually make it grittier. I'd like them to, to take and you want to do all these sweeping canonical changes... Maybe take a page from the Apocalypse book and, and actually cause one of the tribes to fall, and the, the impact that it has throughout the Guru nation. You know, and pick a tribe that no one expects. You know, everyone expects you know the the Get falling, or you know the Red Talons falling or being excised in some way. Pick one that everyone loves, like the Fiana. Kill the Fiana off. You know, that would have major ramifications throughout the game. Leave the mechanics the hell alone. You want to update something? Update the combat system. You know, that could use an update. I got it. I get behind that. That's the single most complaint that every player that I've ever had in World of Darkness games is the combat system is clunky. Cool. Fix it if you want to. I mean, I do. Make some of our homebrew the actual method of the system and, you know, go on from there. If they did that, just that one tweak, just fixing the combat and leaving everything else alone, W5 would be successful. They wouldn't have to do nothing else. But yeah, if they're going to do stuff like that with the lore... Make it something that no one expects and make it impactful, you know, so that we're all shocked by it and super interested in what comes next. You know, you're not selling me on what comes next by taking stuff out of the game. You take Metis out of the game, uh, okay, cool. I don't really give a shit what comes next because there's a whole third of the stories that I, I was going with that's gone now. You know, just, they're just gone. Those stories are gone. So I, I'm not as interested. Black Spiral Dancers. Just about every single major plotline involved with the Black Spiral Dancers has a medicine and a key point in that story. A key point, So By doing away with that, all of those stories, all those super bad guys, are just gone. They're just they're just written out. So yeah, I don't think they should do that. They should go in another direction. All right. It's just me.
2: Okay, Melissa. What well, are you expecting to see? What do you not want to see? What do you want to see?
1: What am I? Expecting to see, I'm expecting For- Forsaken 2.0. I, I really am. I, I had an opportunity to revisit Requiem and then take a look at V5 because I was bored one day and I saw really scary similarities. So I'm, or I'm expecting uh, Werewolf 5th edition to be a Re- uh, Forsaken 2.0. That is what I most certainly do not want to see. So you're I, in the same I-
2: house as Grant. You're what you're yeah. expecting and what you don't want is one in the
1: same. It's one in the same. What I would like to see is some quality stuff coming out of these people. And so far, I'm not seeing it. I, I haven't seen it in a while. But then, again, maybe the reason why is because when New World of Darkness came out, I just stopped buying. I was so disillusioned and disappointed with the direction of of the world of darkness that i was just like no i can't no (laughs) nope just put it on the shelf and i never want to look at it again so i'm really hoping that they don't do that what i would like to see is to see a timeline that has gone through um you know First edition, second revised, you know, W20, skip over Forsaken because that was just crap. And then, and just keep the line <laughs> strong. That is what I really want to see. I want to see a strong continuing line. But right now, I, I, I have doubts that that's going to happen.
0: Porter. All right. What I would like to see. You would, that first? Yeah. Okay. What, what I would like to see is Werewolf 5th edition. I would like to see Werewolf the Apocalypse, 5th edition. This beautiful hardcover book with all these, these new ideas written by people who love and respect Werewolf, who understand the canon and how the game works, and, and give us something fresh and new and intelligent and well-written and respectful. That's not going to happen, and that's not what we're being given. Um again, I like I said before, a, a game is two things, it is systems and it is lore. And when you retcon and throw all of that away and just make new shit up, this is a different game. We're not getting Werewolf the Apocalypse Fifth Edition. We're getting some weird bastardization. We're getting something brand new. And if you want to make something brand new, cool, make something brand new. But don't do that and then try to tell me that this is the continuation of a thing that you just bastardized. I, I think that if you're hiring if you ask someone to talk to you about Werewolf and they give you a list of things that they they demand need to be changed that you're not hiring the right people. You want to hire people who want to sit down for an hour or two and gush about Werewolf and what's great about it. What they think could be better, certainly. But That shouldn't be the focal point of their conversation. You know? What what needs to go... I need to say it that way, and I'm like, well, this could be tweaked, but what needs to go... You don't want to hear that in somebody that's writing something... You know, that's not how you do that. The writer of the next Spider-Man movie didn't sit down and go, you know what I
3: hate about Spider-Man? That's not how you get that Uncle job. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. That's what they hate. They <laughs> and Uncle Ben. They always kill him every time.
0: Well, you know, the guy, That was a bit of a racist. He, uh, and he liked the ladies a lot, if you know what I mean. He Ben. Ben had to go. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, a little bit. No, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, I I think just along the lines of what what our dear friends here are saying, we're going to get a bastardization, this weirdo hybrid child of Apocalypse and Forsaken, and I already said no to Forsaken. All right, so it looks like all three of you are on the same page, as in what you're expecting to see is not what you want to see. Yeah. If I'm allergic to chocolate, or if I'm allergic to peanut butter, putting a chocolate shell over it doesn't make it better. (laughs) love chocolate and peanut butter. So
2: do I, but I thought it was a decent one. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Solid. I mean, that's it. That's We know what we want. And, uh, I mean, obviously I haven't been in it as long as the three of you have. But, like, I still feel like this game is is mine. And to change everything, it's like, it kind of hurts. And I
0: really hope they don't change everything. <laughs> I, I completely understand the sentiment. I think we all feel a level of all, all of us feel a level of ownership with the game because there's mm-hmm. so much of our own creativity and, and our own processes put into our individual games. And yeah, to to, to hear things or, or to see patterns that suggest that maybe they just don't want us anymore after we've held the lineup long enough and supported the comeback of the line mm-hmm. and are standing here going, "Hey, we'll take more." No, let's let's make this clear, though. This is all speculation. Yes. We don't
2: really know how much this is changing. But I think you just said it. It's what has been said. It's the patterns that they're showing. Really, that's all we can go on. So it's unfortunate that those are all the bad things. (laughs) That the bad things are what we're going on by here. But what else do we have? So what I would like to see personally... Maybe some clarification before this thing comes out. Make sure this is what people really want.
0: You, you, you know. I know
2: it's not going to happen. I know for sure it's not going to happen. They're not going to make any money if they do that.
0: You know, Grant, Melissa, I think he just won that last round of questioning.
2: Oh, I've had well, that well since. Said. Yeah, I've had that since uh, before we hit record. You bastard.
0: <laughs> you see him high-road us at this last one? It's not even yeah. as high,
2: it's not even no as you as high see roading, you just said
0: you had it since before you hit record, so you set us up you prick no it's <laughs> not that I'm setting anybody up it, I'm hopeful for this I really i'm no no no, no I'm not no the, the sentiment was there I want to be hopeful for this i'm I'm busting your balls because you did just take <laughs> you just went positive and high road at us but
2: uh, but it's not that but it's positive. a good <laughs> like, I want to be Excited for this, but you said it, the the patterns that they've
3: shown so far, and that's not helping the case. It's unfortunate. No, but so is, is Porter p- going to give you a hug whenever they come out, and it is exactly how me and Melissa described it?
2: No, it's more like I'm going to put like a $20 bill in his pocket.
0: <laughs> You're not going to touch me, and you, Grant, include me in that too. I agreed with you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's more like the, the bet true. was won kind of thing. You can
0: hand me the money. Fine, I'll hand you a twenty dollars bill. You're not putting your hand in my pocket, you creep. All right, <laughs> sorry. I
3: think it, I think everybody wants the best for the line. Yeah. We all want Werewolf the Apocalypse to to continue. Absolutely. And not become something that we don't recognize. We don't want a soft reboot, which is what they did with V5. You know, they 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 can call it however they wanted to call it. They can say however they want to say it. But the reality is, they took the line and they soft rebooted Vampire the Masquerade. And now it's something different. It's, it's Vampire the Masquerade, only in name. We don't want the same thing to happen to Werewolf the Apocalypse, but, you know. And that's I'm coming from
2: the vampire guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just throwing that out
0: there. You know, I mean, we, we bitch and we're harsh because we care. And, and we love the material, so we want the best of it. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line.
2: I think Werewolf the Apocalypse is probably done. Me personally, I think Werewolf the Apocalypse is done whatever they're going to call Werewolf 5. Maybe it, maybe that's just the name. It's Werewolf 5.
0: We can only say. Right.
2: Again, it's, we're going to make that clear again. We're going to say it as we end the show here. This is all speculation. These are all our own opinions. Nobody's being put down here. We're not shitting on any of the writing because we don't know what there is yet. I'm just going to... Let that one hang as you
0: end the show your work. Okay. Uh, you know, that is, um, we are out of time. We went really long. A little bit. Yeah. Grant, Melissa, thanks so much for joining us with us. We couldn't have done this episode without you guys. I mean, we could have got other people. but We were so glad to have good. you guys here with us for this.
2: Yes. Thank you both for
0: coming in. Appreciate you very much.
1: Of course. Anytime.
0: And uh, with that in mind... You know, thank you, Danny, for MCing this guy. Oh yeah! But um, on behalf of uh, Danny and myself, we want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. I want you to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and keep your claws sharp, your head in a swivel. Take it easy.